Hello, and welcome to the 938 Podcast. I'm Brian Garrison, one of the Associate Mission Directors here at the BBFI Mission Office. So glad you're joining uh, with us today. And don't forget, as we begin the podcast, to uh, hit like and subscribe uh, to the podcast for all the uh, past and uh, upcoming episodes. And we're just so glad that you're here with us today, joined by uh, some of our BBFI missionaries to Congo, Christian and Shauna Hendrick. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. Good, good. Uh, glad to have you here and excited about the conversation that we're going to have, uh, letting our people know all about the ministry in Congo, uh, kind of some of the history behind, uh, kind of some big shoes that you guys have filled um, through the years. And uh, so let's get started. Okay, so first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. We want everyone to get to know you. Um, so so where were you born? Where did you grow up? Home church and all that, all that fun stuff. And, and maybe uh, also talk about how you met. We were both uh, born and bred in Fort Worth, Texas, mm -hmm. just from different sides of the town. Okay. Uh, and I'll let you talk a little bit more about when we met and got together and stuff. But we just uh, both got saved in the early age. That's one of the things that brought us together. Uh, we were both saved around the age of 12. Uh, I went to a junior camp as a young kid and just got the call for Christ and uh, was thankful for that opportunity yeah. for the rest of my eternity. Yes. Uh, other than that, I don't know that I want to talk about well, we both uh, we both uh, met each other at Sam's Club. Uh, we awesome. both worked at Sam's Club, so okay. that's where we met. College. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we met, and then we started dating. You got yeah, married. We were working there. It wasn't yeah. getting samples in. The no, no, okay. it wasn't okay. samples on the grocery okay. aisle. It was actually yeah. working there. So we're so. grateful for Sam Walton yes. arranging the yeah, opportunity for you guys to meet. <laughs> and then our home church is Trinity Baptist Temple in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. okay. So uh, that's our home church, and. Uh, uh, yeah, that's where we met. Very good. And you guys have been married for how long? It'll be 20 years in 2023, so we're getting close. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. You're almost there. Thank you. Very good. So let's uh, let's kind of move forward a little bit. And um, uh, so you guys met and you're married, and so let's talk about how God kind of um, spoke to you about ministry in general. You know, all of us... Uh, who have been on the mission field and in the ministry have received a specific call um, to the ministry. So how did that come about? Well, it started with just being involved in everything we had at our church. Yeah. Anytime the doors were open, uh, it just felt like that urge that we needed to be a part of something. And, and we were looking for the area where God wanted us to be. Mm -hmm. And we were still working on our um, secular jobs just uh living as best we could for Christ, but it just came a calling of something else. I knew mm -hmm. God wanted me to do, be doing something different, and it put that same weight upon you at the same time. Yes. It was one of the blessings that we've had. Is that wow. That call to ministry came to us when we were not doing anything of substantial uh, substance for the for the work of God, and it just uh, snowballed, though. Mm -hmm. we, we were both working with children's ministries mm -hmm. at our local church, okay. and um, I was working as a pharmacy technician, but God just kept leaning, you know, you need to work more with children. Yeah. So I surrendered and worked up at the, we have a academy mm -hmm. at our school and at our church. And that's where I started working. And then a few years later, he, he got the call yeah. to want to be in full-time ministry. And so he worked at the academy too. And then we went on a mission trip and mm -hmm. that's, that's where we got the, the call. And that's yeah. the segue into very missions. good, very good. And you know, um, 
a lot of a lot of times I'm asked the question, well, how do I know if I'm called to the mission field? How do I know if I'm called into ministry? Mm-hmm. And 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 you're the perfect example of the answer that that I'll, I'll always give. It's it's not well. Let's look on down the road at where I might be going. It's what's the next thing that God is calling yes. you to do? Right. And you take that next step, and then God will always give you some more information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as you're faithful in those uh, next steps of obedience, then he gets you to the point um, where you're you're ready to surrender and do the bigger things, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we didn't have one moment where we were called out. We had many moments that we yeah. kept getting called out to different parts of ministry, yep. and it just kept going and going. And he, and he keeps adding and more responsibility. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, the more faithful you are, mm-hmm. uh, and he keeps adding to that, and I love that. So let's let's talk about the call to Congo. Okay. Uh, how did that come about? Well, we felt that call to missions, and we just didn't know where. Mm-hmm. But we felt that we were able to be able to go somewhere and share the gospel. We've been doing that successfully in our home church first, and we had opportunity to go to a mission trip to the Philippines. And so in 2011, we both said, we're going to do this, and whatever it takes. And yeah. we made it, yeah. and... Uh, there was an opportunity for us to step up, and I had to fill a position where a lead pastor couldn't come. And so I had to step into that role quickly and start doing the ministry, and it just felt right. But it didn't feel like the right place. Okay. And we were both talking. It was one of the nights we were, uh, I think it was uh, two, two nights before we were ready to leave, and we were getting kind of frustrated mm-hmm. because we're like, this isn't where we need to be right now, but this place needs missionaries. It needs work, but it's just not right. Okay. And it happened to be we were going to another conference. It was like conferences all that week. We were preaching, but went to it, and there was a, a man there. It was a Filipino who'd been called to the Congo. Hmm. And he happened to be back taking care of his sick mother, and he was just there at one of the conferences. And he happened to be preaching about the call and the need to, you guessed it, Congo. Awesome. And um, we went back to where we were staying that night, and uh, I was really anxious about that because mm-hmm. I was feeling this tug on me like, mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah. I don't know what it was, just something different about it. And uh, so I'm thinking, how am I going to break this to Shauna? How do I tell her I, we're going to go halfway across the other side of the world now? And uh, so I said, Shauna, I, I don't know how to tell this, but I'm, I'm just, I'm not feeling called to the Philippines, but I, I'm feeling called to the Congo. And then that's when you turned back. I said, I know. <laughs> so I felt that too. She had the yeah. same burden on her heart at the same time, and that's when it was okay, all right, we can't deny this, we can't turn from this, now what do we do? And it was from that point forward that we just started down that path, and it was, like I said, step out after step out, I don't Mm -hmm. know how else to describe Mm -hmm. it, of of, uh, points that we just said, this is what God wants for us, if we would just be willing to go through with it and go, he's going to solve these problems for us, and sure enough, he did. Right, And and, and what he does all along the way is he puts people in your path. He, he puts circumstances where he confirms that. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, he confirms it time after time. And so yeah. just tell us yeah, about just, a couple uh, of those I moments. Think, uh, like six months into it, one that stands out is we were working with Habitat for Humanity, just trying to fill in things. Where can we be used? Where we can go out and minister? And uh, we happened to be working at this place in a little side of Dallas, Texas. And we happened to be on a job project with a guy. And we start talking to him. And it comes up. He's from Lubumbashi. Okay. DRC. Wow. Exactly where we're and going. He had been working on a house because they had helped him with the house, and yeah. so it was it was just amazing getting that. And he was talking about it, and then he was pouring on. Yes, there is such a need. You wouldn't believe the things. It's like yes, some of the people have Christ in the city, but the villages, it's just there's so much need. That's incredible. Yeah, we didn't yeah. need any more. I mean, we'd already been pushed over the edge, but it was blessing that God would come yeah. alongside us at that moment 
just to to put the icing on top of the cake. Right? Yeah, yeah. So God continued to to move you toward Congo. Mm-hmm. Um, deputation raised your support mm-hmm. and arrived on the field when we first stepped out of that plane on the Congo in 2012. But remember? we were approved as team missionaries in True. 2013. Mm-hmm. And then we worked with Elmer during that time yeah. as team missionaries. And then in 2016, we were approved as Final approval. Okay, okay. So good good transition here because yes. you mentioned his name. Um, so I want to talk about the, the tremendous shoes you guys are filling. Oh, yeah. uh, BBF, long time BBFI yes. uh, missionaries to the Congo, Elmer and Mary Deal. Um, uh, they're both in heaven now. Mm-hmm. And um, what, a, what a tremendous legacy uh, they left there. Uh, did a great work. And, and so you guys had the opportunity to work with them for some time. And so kind of tell us what that was like, what you learned from them, and uh, well, just the experience. It fell in our lap uh, because we weren't expecting. We didn't know how big he was and how well-known <laughs> he was and the things he done. I didn't know he'd written a book. Um, yeah. We just got connected with that, and so it fell into our laps that we had an opportunity to work with them. And uh, the BBFI was just such a perfect fit for us and the work that they did on the mission field, and then meeting Elmer Deal when we were there, that was one of the times. Yeah, we, that's the first time we met him was on the field. Yeah. We got there yeah. from the connections with the Filipino missionary, and we were there. He's like, well, by the way, the old missionary is going to be coming in this next week. And so we're like, okay, I wonder who this is. <laughs> and we got introduced to him, and it was, it, we just couldn't stop from that point. Yeah. We knew that this is where we needed to be. We knew this yeah. is where we need to make the connections, and um, this, is, this is what it's going to be all about. We're going to do ministry here. Great. Great. So, so um, what did you do together? Uh, what, what were you able to do together? And tell us a few things you might have learned from uh, a lot, Elmer. A lot. <laughs> yeah, just how to do things, how not to do mm-hmm. things, because he showed us that. He was like, you can't do that. I did that 40 years ago, and it failed miserably. And yeah. so we did have a lot of moments like that. We would go out. Uh, village ministry was what we were involved with a lot with him, and we would um, start um, meeting around to some of the churches and just uh, – it's really just an, an open-ended. You don't know what you're going to be doing. That's why I don't have any, like, big stories of things. Is it was different mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, today it's going to take two hours to get out to where you're going, so you're only going to have an hour that you can yep. visit and go house to house or hut to hut, as mm-hmm. it is, and, or brick house to brick house. You don't know what you're going to expect. And yeah, yeah. We just had a lot of good times of, of seeing him uh, be at comfort with the people mm-hmm. and uh, um a different way of looking at it because we got to see someone that was already accepted. And so it helped open the door for us mm-hmm. to see that, that this is possible. You know, we were so green going into it, not knowing what to expect. Right. And uh, to see that, it was just a blessing just to watch him be at, at peace and be at comfort as he worked with the people. And to see how he'd interact with them helped us to know how mm-hmm. we could do it going forward. Mm-hmm. And, and patience. He taught us True. lots of patience, like showing how you had to have patience, being in a different culture, um, learning, you know, certain things do not work uh, that you would think would work. Right. Um, And just sitting up with him at night, we had a lot of time sitting up with him at night, and he's just like, I wish I learned more. Even him, Mm -hmm. you know, saying, I wish I learned more so I could teach them more. Right. You know, and so just humbleness, Mm -hmm. even even with how big he had gotten in the BBFI circle, he was still very humble. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't, yeah, well, he wouldn't let you know how big he is. Oh, no, no, no he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have guessed. And, 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 and 
you know, you, you said you didn't, you hadn't heard of him, didn't know who he was, and that's how he would like it. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he would like uh, for, you know, the, the ministry to, to mm-hmm. be what stands out well, and not amazing. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what an incredible opportunity to do an internship on the field, yeah. you know, and the, uh, the is, we now call it the intern mm-hmm. missionary program, was the team program, yes. uh, provides the opportunity to, to complete an internship on the field, but to do it alongside Elmer and Mary Deal. Elmer, what, a, yeah. what a tremendous opportunity mm-hmm. that was. Uh, so uh, let, let's kind of move forward. Uh, so after the team, after the internship uh, years, uh, you guys were approved as career mm-hmm. WFI missionaries. And see, we in the office here, we have the opportunity, the privilege of keeping up with your ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a, a lot of folks that are watching the podcast, they don't have that same opportunity. So mm-hmm. let's kind of just start from the beginning. Uh, when you went back as career missionaries, where did you start? Um, and then just take us down through the years in just a few minutes if you if, if we can do this uh, and, and give us a snapshot of what God's been doing what your ministry looks like, um, and let's let's go through a few years and, and see what that was doing. had, of course, opened that door for us, and so we had seen the ministry thriving there in the city. We saw an opportunity open out in a village called Kikanda. It's uh, about 45 minutes outside the city proper, and that was where it began for us. Mm-hmm. We saw this need. We saw this opportunity. We saw people willing to open their door to us and let us come in and talk about anything we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And so that was just, you can't ask for anything more. As a missionary, that's what you're wanting, that fertile right. ground. We found it, and we went to work. Mm-hmm. So how that started was just, um, they had already had a building. They have what they call church. Everyone in Congo has church. Mm-hmm. They just, they don't know Jesus. Mm. And they don't know, even sometimes they'll be singing about him, but they don't know what they're singing about. Okay. And they've never really heard any scripture. So that was the open door for us. They had a building, small building. They were crammed in. It used in. to be a school. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a village school building. Just a small little, you know, makeshift shack that sure. they were using for anything. We used it for a church, and we said, we're going to start. And it was just a lot of things that we didn't know we'd need to be teaching. For us, it okay. was a, a crazy open door. We didn't, we didn't know sometimes they had different ways of looking at things. Like the people there, some of them had a different way of looking at stealing. They thought, uh, if I get my hands on it, then it's God allowing me to get it so I can. Wow. They mm-hmm. went in and took it. Mm-hmm. So we had to go back, and it's like the Ten Commandments are going to come in. We're going to have to go back to teaching some of these basics yeah. that we thought we would you know, quickly be able to get past. So it took a lot longer of mm-hmm. working on some of those initial ideas that we take for granted. We right. learned from small uh, age quickly, but it was fun. We had such a joy with doing that, mm-hmm. and we're still doing it and mm-hmm. still have a great joy of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so so tell us about the scope of the ministry. What, what are you guys it involved in? It stretched from setting up a church mm-hmm. to doing Bible ministry, doing discipleship there at the church. We've now purchased land, and this is the exciting part. We've been yeah. working on this the last year, but we were able to purchase land in Congo, and we're going to use that for discipleship possibly another future church, possibly another outreach ministry Mm -hmm. that we can do. Who knows what God has for us? We're we're open to anything Mm -hmm. that he would allow us to use that for. But that's the next step. So we're already getting into those next steps and looking down the road of what we can do. So we have a church established. We have ordained a pastor. We've got some deacons working in that church now. We've got five other villages lined up. Mm -hmm. And I know this is going right into what this is about is Mm -hmm. we need more missionaries. Mm -hmm. I mean, us specifically, we have at our doorstep, five ministries that I need to start wow. today. 
and I'm, I can't be in five places at sure. once. And so they're constantly coming to us. Even from these villages that are two hours away, they'll travel by foot to come and say, what can you teach us? Mm-hmm. And so we'll take the time to do what we can of discipleship there, but we're limited from being able to travel that far within a day's time. Mm. So there's, there's no end to what we're able to do. And we're just looking at going out and branching out farther and farther. But we want to look and see how we can train up others in a local location so that they can go out and be the feet for us. Yeah, and yeah. Farther. And you can only stretch yourself so far. That's yes. right. Yeah. Um, and the work's not done. Mm-hmm. And and you, you said it yourself. This is what this is what this is all about. Um, this this idea of promoting uh, Jesus's prayer. Mm-hmm. His his prayer request was that we pray. Uh, you know, just you guys see it every day. You see the fields that are white and they're ripe unto harvest. If we could just get there, yes. you know, if we could just get there. Uh, and then we pray right alongside you guys that um, that that God would continue to call, which He is. You know, I I, I don't believe that God is done calling. Oh no, it's just people, people aren't listening. That's that's what we're praying <laughs> for. That we're praying that that those who He is calling mm-hmm. would answer that call, yes. would would answer His prayer request, um, and would say just like Isaiah, "I'm here. I'm willing to do it." Um, but going back to the start of the conversation, it's all about taking those little steps, yes. you know, you, you take steps of obedience and then God continues to, to put more and, and maybe fill in the, the gaps a little bit and give you a little bit more information. Uh, and then you come to a point where you're ready to hear the call and receive the call and, and answer it. And so that's what we're praying about um, through the 938 challenge that, that God, as he is calling, yeah. would continue to call, and, but, but more so we would see more answer right. the call. Um, and and go to places like Congo and help uh, help the Hendrix uh, in in reaching one of those five villages, mm-hmm. or spread out a little bit, and maybe they'll take two, you take two, and right. and then let's bring some more. Um, right. And so we're praying for for you guys all the time um, for for missionaries like you that need help, mm-hmm. that God would continue to raise um, raise them up, bring them to us, send them to us, so that we can uh, send help your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, I, I just appreciate the conversation. I, I appreciate you guys' heart. Uh, anything you want to leave us with? Um, uh, you've already, you know, shared the plea, yeah. uh, but this is your, your, your time to shine. Well, I want to yeah. say it again. The yeah. plea is still there, and we need to say it once again, dude, just how much of the need is there, uh, not just in our country, but surrounding places. There might, you might not be called to Congo. I mean, it is a rough environment. It is different. Uh, but there are so many different mission fields yeah. and different ways of doing it that if you're feeling that burden and if you feel that ability to be able to share the gospel in a different way or more than just the average Joe in the church, if you feel that mm-hmm. little tug, mm-hmm. you need to invest something into that and uh, let it grow. Yeah. Going on mission trip. That's where See it starts. For you. That's where it started for us. Yeah. We just yeah. felt called in ministry, but they got led into a mission trip. And that turned into a life of missions. Absolutely. I, I always encourage any any and every church member to take at least one mission trip right. in their lifetime. Um, and it's proven true. Um, they will give more, but more more so they might end up giving themselves. That's what we uh, and that's what we, yeah, that's what we pray for as well. <laughs> Man, uh, Christian, Shauna, thanks so much uh, Thank for, for just taking the time out. Uh, visiting with us and thank you so much for joining in the 938 podcast don't forget to like hit like and subscribe and uh, we'll see you again on future episodes of the 938 podcast 
Uh, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us.